You can't send average people to the. It's not. It's not like buy tickets and go see a convention. Well, she wants to find a dwarf to marry. And I'm like, this would be the perfect place, dude. Do you know what Mark would do if you said, hey, uh, just send a couple average people, a couple tall babes over to LPA. Uh, I was like, you'll have one on each leg just walking around. I swear to God. And she was like, oh, my God, really? And she almost like, I don't She's like, uh, she, like, you know, like she yeah. she's going to do it. She, She's going to she go to an LPA convention and find a dwarf to marry. She already Googled about him. Oh, I'm sure And she bought did. her plane ticket. Absolutely. She's ready to go. You just you just threw that convention a freaking rock in the leg. I threw them a giant is what I threw no, them No, you threw them a T-bone. <laughs> you threw them a T-bone. Are you... I can uh, the outcome of this. I Where can't else am I supposed you. to send her? I don't know. Tell her go online, <laughs> go on a dating site. Yeah, little little midgy, little midgy. It's Mingle. called little midgy. No, you Mingle. know what I heard someone call it? What? Like instead of bumble, it's thumble. <laughs> thumble. No, not no. You're that's hilarious, dude. It's already thumble. been used. I just thought it was funny. All right. Cool. Well, uh, what about you? What What has your weekend been like? Anything uh, exciting? I've been doing yoga okay. every day. Damn, dude. Even so yoga today, is a big thing for you. It's the big thing for me, dude. I Damn. wake up early. I did. I was at a 6.15 a.m. class today. I'm loving it. You so how long does it take you to, when you drive out here from OC to from LA? OC, hour, hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, hour and a half usually. Yeah. Sucks. Our guest today, he... Uh, Where's he coming he, from? He's coming from San Diego. Oh, wow. And he called me. He, like, texted me a couple times and said, dude, I don't know what this traffic's about. He's even running late. Okay. And he left, like, 8 a.m. San Diego time. Well, he's going to get a spanking. Oh, is he? Yeah, from for, you. From, for being tardy? <laughs> <laughs> for being naughty and tardy. <laughs> naughty and tardy. <laughs> so good. All right. Oh, no. We, me and my wife, are, he's not here yet. Is he? No. Okay. Me and my wife were talking about it. And I was like thinking, I'm like, who would play Wee Man in, a, in his biopic? If they did a biopic, who would play you? Who would you want to play you? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be pretty good. Uh, we were th- saying Peter Dinklage is definitely going to play you. He's gonna yeah. do like that. They're gonna do like scenes from Jackass, where Preston is just on top of him. And who would play Preston? I don't know. Yeah, because before it could have been uh, what's his name, Zach. No, not Zach. The I don't dude know. who passed away, the gnarly actor dude. He was in everything. Oh, oh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley uh, would have played. Chris Preston. Farley's way older than Preston. Yeah, though. I know, but he would have played. They Preston. figured out a way to like yeah. make him young. Yeah. Yeah, totally. that would have been good. Would have been awesome. <laughs> that would be a good matchup. Uh, That's when Chris it's... Farley and Peter Dinklage <laughs> hanging out together. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I yeah. would love to see that. Uh, so, but you know what? Let's bring out our guest. Uh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. You ready? Are you gonna give a give a little monologue of who this guy is? Yeah. Or are we just going for it? I'm gonna give a monologue. Ah, uh, cool. This guy is pretty much one of the legends of skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Part of the Bones Brigade. Woo. And he is 
he flies in the sky. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh he's the man. The first to ever do a nine hundred in a contest. In a contest. And in 1999. In 1999. Mm, so this long dude, ago, dude. This dude has done so much. We can't even believe he's here on our show. I'm so excited. Poncho, I know you're excited. I'm very excited, dude. And I'm like, I can't hold it in. Let's bring him out. The man, the myth, the legend, Tony Hawk. Woo! Yeah. Woo! yeah. Hey, Tony. Good to see you, buddy. Nice. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So stoked uh, to have you. First first skateboarder. Yeah. Well, no, Greg. We had Greg. Yeah. But uh, first legend skateboarder. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, Greg's legend, too. I, I have a feeling. Oh, well, you guys are legendary, so I have a feeling, and skaters. Um, I'm going to put this a little closer okay. to you. I have yet. a feeling you guys are going to have many more skaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We when, we when we did this, like one of the things that we wanted to do was it have all different walks of life come on that have either like touched our lives in some way or that other people's lives, not just skateboarders. Mm -hmm. So we, ha we usually have like comedians or like actors or we had a lady that, that did a dog rescue, like that's doing it right now. That's having, oh, that's sweet. trying to get help. And so we're, we're trying to like interview all different, but, but you were part of the, the dream cast. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. for sure. We wrote a dream list and yeah. we were on the top. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I've done things with Tony, and I've also missed things with Tony that I was invited to. And I'm like, we have to have him on. Yeah. Great thing. So I think the band's playing next door. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem conducive to podcasting. No. no. Unless you just bring him on and you just become part of the show by default. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to lately? Like, what's it's 2023. We've yeah. gone through COVID. Everybody's back to normal. What has Tony been up to? Yeah. Uh, well, I I had a bad run from an injury, um, so I broke my leg in March 2022. Okay, and then uh, started skating way too soon um, because I only heard what I wanted to from the doctors. <laughs> I think so we all do that. It's my, yeah, it's definitely on me, but but also through my life, I kind of did that, and I always got back to it. Yeah, but you know, I I didn't accept the fact that. I broke the biggest bone in my body and that it's not going to heal in six weeks. <laughs> that was, was I, that I, was, I was in full denial of that. What's that? Was that the femur? My femur, yeah. Um, compound fracture. And and then they put all this hardware in there. Uh, so I, got, I went and started skating. And pretty early on in my trying to get back to skating, I felt the bone shift. Mm. Like I literally felt it. I popped out on the deck on yeah. the mini ramp. Yep. And when I, st I, I instinctively went to this leg, my my bad leg, and I felt like I just knew it right then. I was like, I just blew. It. I did something like something's wrong, but then I kept skating with this bone that was like misplaced. Oh, crap. so it was basically like offset. Yeah, for about five months, and then at some point, I said, like it hurts all the time. My skating's not progressing. I feel like <laughs> something's really wrong here. Yeah, I got X-rays, and it showed that my bone had it was disconnected still mm. um, I, I was watching your progression from when you slammed to going to the doctor uh, to i seriously think it was one week that oh, you're like no it was it, it was it was a couple weeks but definitely weeks. it was way too soon it yeah where you're like i, I need to just roll i gotta roll and I, i'm yeah. like 
I'm like, whoa, this guy's rolling way too early. Yeah, how, yeah. how long did it take you to recover when you I, broke your femur? So I broke mine uh, October 3rd, 2020, or 2005, and we'd already signed contracts to start filming Jackass 2 January of, tw- of 2006. And Tremaine <laughs> came to the hospital. That's, I mean, that's funny because if, if I had that timeline back then, I'd be like, dude, no so, problem. Yeah, no, I'm surprised I you weren't in crutches like no. filming Jackass I, I seriously, like Tremaine came to the hospital and looks at me and goes, dude, you broke this on the smallest window of opportunity that you could still come back and film the movie. And I go, yeah, I go, don't worry, Jeff. I'm going straight to physical therapy. I'm going to be good. And I, I didn't do nothing but rest and heal it and go to physical therapy because I was like, my ass is Jeff already had when me. you When you end up shooting, were you limited at all? No, I wasn't. But the first thing we went and shot, I was kind of bummed at. We went to Oregon and Aaron built this mini loop. Oh, yeah. For, yes. for motorcycles, for oh, little God. 50 motorcycles. <laughs> And it was like the first day, and Jeff's like, he goes, I want you to do it, but I'm kind of iffy. <laughs> and I, and don't I do it. Yeah, don't and I do just it. sat there on the side, and I'm like, dude, this was like made for me. And I was bummed. But after that, we, I just, we killed it. We just went full gung ho. Yeah. Well, that, but, that, it was crucial what you said. I didn't do anything for it. You, you didn't do anything yeah. for a couple months. Yeah. Kevin Staub, coincidentally, broke his leg four months after me, uh-huh. but higher up in, in a more complicated way. Yep. He didn't do anything for two or three months. He was skating better than me immediately. Mm. So I took that yeah, as like, with okay, everybody. maybe I should have gone that route. <laughs> yeah. But to finish my story, I ended up having um, what they call non-union. I had surgery on it again yeah. to realign it. And then the doctor was like, I'm going to get your leg straight, but you, you got to do nothing. In fact, I'm going to make you use crutches for two months. Yeah. Like even though I could walk or use a cane, he's like, no, I want them to get in your way. So you have to be slow. And then he was right. I mean, I, I I went to him last week, so now I'm, uh, I am ten months out from that. Okay. I went to him last week and yep. and got X-rays, bone solid, and he's like, "You graduated. You're good. See ya." Nice. Damn, that's so, great, did, man. When that's good fir- news. When you first did it, did they put a titanium rod in you, or yeah. did okay? But this guy so, put a bigger one in. <laughs> so with the rod, it's with still the rod, shifted. Yeah. Well, the the mistake was someone told me. I'm not going to name names. Someone told me. Your leg's never going to be stronger. And I was like, okay. <laughs> then here I go. Yeah. So. It's, it's the old tell me not to do it. I'm going to do it routine. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 20, do you have any residual effects from yours? No. And I still have it in. And the doctor said it's fine to be in unless I feel pain or anything. Yeah. And I've shot three movies, skated. I think you're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm graduated. Reading. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. Uh, is yeah. that the only, I mean, you've probably broken a lot of bones throughout um, your life. Not as many as people think. I broke my elbow. Uh, I fractured my skull with, um, with him. <laughs> yep. Fractured on, your on that skull? Day, yeah. It uh, was not, I yeah, broke my that. thumb. What, what um, was that from? And broke a couple ribs. Oh, yeah. Ribs. When we Keep shot Wild Boys in the night. Wild Boys. Yeah, I blew it. Damn, man. Looped I made up. a bad choice that day. Looped out. <laughs> that yeah. Sounds and, like a... And no... We seriously, we're, it, when we were filming, was like, we just killed Tony Hawk. Like, the world. It is, was my the, choice. The world but, is about to hate us. <laughs> when people are doing, like, 
like when you're having Tony come on, does he have? Do you have to sign something like a waiver? Well, obviously, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. It yeah. was. It was still like those were still kind of the lawless days. We definitely had waivers. Yeah. But it was. It everyone was. Everything was pretty renegade and. As as is Jackass and Wild Boys, obviously you guys yeah. got to get the footage and then and then try to get, you know, like <laughs> then ask, bring the lawyers, ask forgiveness, <laughs> not permission. Yeah, um, but uh, there was a thing about that, and you know, I don't know how far you want to go into it, but but that day, I don't know if I ever told you this, when I went to the hospital, um, and then I was I was in the hospital, a sheriff came, and oh, he's like, crap. okay, and he's like, did anyone try to get you to do something you were not comfortable with? Wow. Like, did someone force you into this, basically? Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. You guys. Like, the yeah. production. I was like, no, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I choose my destiny. Wow. Here I am. Like, I, I fucked around and found out. That's yeah. my fault. Jason made me do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what's crazy is, so this was at Bob Burnquist's house, yeah. and all his stuff's outside, so there's a lot of natural stuff that changed it for Tony, where he was out doing the bit... But uh, the Huck Jam, the Huck Jam, where he's on this machine-made loop. Yeah, we've doing been doing like we perfectly. The, the crazy thing was, we came off a tour, thirty dates, right? Yeah. Doing that loop every night. I flew home from the last date, a day early. I was gonna. I, we ended in. I think our last demo was in Fort Lauderdale. We were gonna be in Miami for a couple days, and you guys invited me to do Wild Boys, and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna fly home to Wild Boys. Yeah. So I had just done the loop two nights prior. Yeah, came there and then we're like Bob and I are like, let's do the loop. Yeah, but his loop was rugged. So they came from a machine, perfectly made loop to Bob's. That twelve o'clock of the loop was, was pretty like much oval. one o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and it was oval. But also and- the the thing that that tripped me up <laughs> literally <laughs> was uh, the starting ramp. Yeah, because his starting ramp was all weathered, so we didn't get the right amount of speed mm. going into it. Yeah, and there's a there's a certain like perfect speed that you have for the loop, and so my mistake, and it's like the most amateur thing I could have possibly done, or beginner thing I could have done, was to try to to compensate for that by pumping the loop. You don't pump the loop. <laughs> you don't Rule pump number the loop. One, you do yeah. not pump it. It's how I teach everyone to do it. <laughs> like you, you go to the loop and you just hold it. Yeah, you hold it like a carve. Yeah. That's what you do. You don't you don't pump it. And once you pump, you got no more legs. So you don't use the G forces at all. Yeah, and then it's fucking stupid me. Like, oh, I don't have enough speed. Let me pump, and then all of a sudden, I'm just spinning through the air. Gnarliest, one of the gnarliest slams. Did, I've did ever Bob Burnquist ever do that loop switch? Yeah, he did it. There was footage he did of him switch. doing yeah. He did switch, it with right? a gap. Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. But that's dude. why it was so janky because. Yeah. <laughs> He had cut a gap in it and then put the gap back in. And then that's what we're skating. Oh so we're God. skating like mousetrap loop. <laughs> it was bad. I don't know if you were there still or if it happened before. You you may have uh, been taken off in the ambulance, but we kept filming. Yeah. And Bob goes, hey, wee man, let's, let's drop in on the mini ramp. Oh, no, no. There. I was there. I saw that happen. And go into the rocked. big ramp. Yeah. yeah. What? So Bob had a vert ramp that like waterfalled your your mini ramp that waterfalled into a big vert ramp. And he goes, Drop in and let's carve, you know, the um the big ramp together. I'm like, All right, yeah, it's Bob and no pads, nothing. Drop in and the waterfall is steep. Yeah, it's almost like, like just a straight uh, drop. And I probably did the pump thing where I thought I was gonna pump, but instead it flew out. I landed. I was knocked out. 
Damn. And Bob carved around the the yeah, waterfall. That happened to before. Ride it. It. So all yeah. in all, they got some pretty good footage that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on the ground, and I I I'm coming to, and I hear Steve O going. I think he's knocked out. I oh think he's knocked gosh. out. Did they have that yeah. footage? I don't think anybody was filming. Yeah, oh, I, I okay. didn't. You guys were just kind of warming up. Yeah, but I remember watching you try to get up three times, and that one I was like, oh. He's KO'd. Like, oh, this is bad. Oh, wow. So you did see it. I I I didn't even know. I had no clue. And then I was just trying to be like you after that. (laughs) Hey, uh, Tony, when when the the mega ramp stuff started happening, like who who was kind of who came up with all that stuff? Was that was that you? Was that Danny Way? Was that Bob Franklin? It was kind of a combination. Danny was the one who definitely took the. took the movement to a higher level. Oh yeah, with the Great Wall um, of China. The, yeah. the first the first person who ever did it though and he deserves credit for it was Andy McDonald. Really? Andy McDonald was, made a big gap and then he kept moving the gap further away from itself. I think he was it was in Michigan like at his parents' house and so he kept having to build he kept trying to see how far he could go and then they kept having to build on to the starting ramp. Yeah. So just they're just doing that for a weekend. Well, let's move it another six feet away. Oh, I need to go higher. <laughs> and that was the drop in, like basically what you guys are talking about—the so, waterfall kind of drop in. Uh, no, I mean, it's, flat, it, for, no, it's not. A waterfall is when when it goes flat and then it goes down Jesus. like this. It, it's just a it's just a starting ramp. Okay, right? it's like a so, ski jump ramp. It's like a ski it's, jump ramp. Yeah, yeah. But then, so Andy did that, and then Danny I, took that model and then said, "Well, we got to go into a giant quarter pipe." And mm. that's that was the game changer because everyone's like, dude, uh, why would you want a quarter pipe, <laughs> like a twenty foot quarter pipe? Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then he started blasting these airs and, and figuring out that he could spin further, and that was the game changer. That was like adding a Matt Hoffman ring <laughs> uh, on the backside. What's that? That, that was remember? Yeah, when yeah. Well, that, I, 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 and I should I should backtrack for skateboarding yeah Matt Hoffman is the originator of the big air yeah he built a 20 foot quarter pipe yeah got towed in on a motorcycle <laughs> and would you flat lines <laughs> yeah right? well he broke he did the first big air yeah. the biggest air yeah whatever it was I don't know 15 feet or something I think so and then he's like I gotta go 20 so he's trying to go 20 feet he has no gauge of how much speed he needs he's getting towed by a motorcycle across dirt Right, and then he hits a quarter pipe and pulled out too far, like landed flat bottom, Damn. and then was flatlining, and then got taken to hospital. So, uh, Matt Hoffman is the OG. He is, yeah, and he's one of the gnarliest dudes. I feel like with that, with that, with the mega ramp, when people were figuring out like that, they could go higher and spin quicker, like what or or, or further, like you're yeah. saying, that would have definitely made. When you when you did the nine hundred a lot easier because um, when you did the nine hundred it looked like you were like searching for speed like yeah had, yeah that, I, yes and no I think and and a lot of people say that where they're like well he did nine hundred on a big ramp so that's not the same and I'm like it, let me tell you when you're on a <laughs> twenty eight foot ramp ten to twenty feet above it Jesus dude that so many things can go wrong the smallest adjustment can be tragic so. I don't think it's any easier. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, in, in some ways it's gnarlier. Sure, it gives you that airtime, but you still got to land right. Yeah, like that that what, that that <clears throat> slam that Jake Brown took on that. I mean, I, that? I think that that, that was, was gnarly. That was the turning point for the whole mega movement because up to that point, no one had any kind of accident like that. 
and they kept pushing it further and further like how higher and bigger ramps and let's wow. add this stuff and that then, is and gnarly then when, that, when jake that was a reality check for a lot of us so is that how tall the the the, the, the quarter pipe is one, 28 foot tall that one was 28 oh my at God. the x games the ones that you see like at elliot's ramp that one's 20 yeah um general vert ramps are 13 yep mm. so when you when you when you're looking at a 30 foot ramp or a 28 foot ramp the amount of speed you need to get just to get in the air is twice as much as we've ever had. You know what I mean? The whole thing is just like it's just, it's just absurd. The it's the it's like a skateboarder like became <clears throat> evil Knievel. Like that's kind of like what yeah. it looks like in the X game. You know, like with the people yeah. cheering. I dabbled. And stuff. I mean, I I I I got my highest errors in, on that thing, and you know, I jumped I jumped a couple of the big gaps, and I was like. That was fun. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is the highest air on the mega quarter pipe? I'm not, I, I know Danny. Danny did. It, I think it was close to twenty, eighteen, or something. Okay. I, don't, I don't have the exact number, but um, you, it's when when you go that high. Like if you're a vert skater and you're a veteran vert skater, suddenly the coping is so much further away than you've ever seen it. Yeah, that you you totally question all of your experience and, and you, your judgment of where you should land. So I would That's, say like the first 10 errors that I even tried, I just bailed. Even though I was in the good position and doing yeah. right, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't. You're, you're like holding off for way longer. Like yeah, it's, and the, the funny thing is, not funny thing, but, but my sort of cheat to that is I started doing 540s on the quarter pipe only so I didn't have to look at the coping. <laughs> like, that's true. Because I knew I had the snap. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm looking up at the sky on, on the highest point of it. So yeah. when I'm coming down, I'm closer to like eight or 10 feet. Yeah. And, and I know that landing. Yeah. Right. But that was my way of getting around it. That makes sense. <laughs> that's insane. That's a whole nother ramp. You're higher above on the yeah, ramp. Double, double the double the, yeah. yeah. That's insane. So do you have to kind of change like the, like the, sh like what you're like the board that you're riding and like yeah, it's bigger got, board, bigger wheels. Yeah. Most bigger people trucks. do. I mean, some people are starting to get used to their regular setup, but, um, I have a, I have a mega board with two fifteens, the hardest bushings. I have them cranked all the way down. And when I hit the quarter pipe, I, I usually get speed wobbles right near the coping. Damn. So that, those, that ship has sailed. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just sticking on a stand with my ramp now. <laughs> <clears throat> Might as well. There, you know, skating has changed drastically lately. Yeah, with where it's at, with what the kids are doing, and at what at, age, at, at what, what genders? Age. Yes, it's, girl, it's insane. ten year old girls, five yeah. forties. You know, oh more. She's now she's doing fakey to fakey five forties. She learned the other day, and I said. You know, you're talking about Reese Nelson. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about Reese Nelson. Yeah. She's 10 years old. She did a fakie to fakie 540 the other day, and uh, which, from a vert skater's perspective, is kind of harder than a 720. Okay. Um, because you're, you let, you go up backwards and you land backwards. Yeah. Mm. 720, you, you go up backwards and you land forwards. Got it. And I told her, I said, you know, Reese, like, I learned 720s in 1985. I didn't learn fakie to fakies until, like, 1992. Yeah. And she's like, they're fine. Like, it's just, she's so matter of fact. She's like, yeah. I go, well, I think you learned something. She's like, I will. It's, she's 10. I started skating when I was 10. Yeah. And she's doing fakie to fakie five floors yeah. at 10. <laughs> I mean, does, yeah, she skate for, does she skate for Birdhouse? Yeah, she does. Yeah. You have the most 
uh, crazy. I'm trying to think of the word to say. You have the most um, versatile, uh, versatile team. Oh yeah, you do. Out yeah. of that's one teams. one of the things that Greg Carroll was mentioning. He's when when he started things skateboards, he wanted a, a team that could skate everything. Yeah, not to, me and, too. And, and that's what you have, which is, which is great. I, I just mm-hmm. I took cues from Stacy of how he put together a skate team for the Bones Brigade, and he had everyone was. Everyone had their strengths, but they all were down to skate whatever too. And and yeah. I feel like that's one thing that kind of is is unspoken about being a pro skater is like you're expected to just go and ride. Yeah, you that, know if if you're gonna do it in a, on a public in a public way. Well, I remember like uh, think like it, it got to a point where like uh, they started sponsoring a lot of kids that just skated street, but right. when they took them to demos which were like an Oregon or something where it's just yeah. like bowls and like <laughs> bigger things. They, they, they couldn't be in the demo because that just wasn't their thing. So they kind of like, were like, okay, this is why we yeah. always had a versatile team. Yeah. yeah and, and uh, well, in, in our day, Bones Brigade days, it, it, skate parks were a few and far between. Oh, I know. And I so know. I you know. go to a, you go to a skate shop and it's like, well, we put up a couple jump ramps for you. And it's like, <laughs> That's what we got. Yeah. The dad, and then yeah. if you if you're like a prima donna and you're just like, I'm not skating that, the kids are like, What the fuck? It's all we have. Yeah. The dad brought the on the street brought the PVC uh, flat oh, bar yeah. for you. The, the, the double the double the, wide. The, double PVC. Yeah. yeah. I feel the like days. there was a point in skateboarding where like Vert was kind of slowing down. Yeah. But you Vert died. You, were you always a street skater before Vert? Because No. Uh I it's tricky because we might, uh, you know, I started skating in 78, basically. And so the act of street skating was not a thing yet. Street skating just meant like going on the street to get to where you're going. To, it's transportation. Sidewalk surfing. Sidewalk surfing, yeah. No one understood. No one even knew how to ollie off the ground yet. So no one was jumping downstairs or doing handrails or ledges or anything like that, you know. And then as, as freestyle evolved, as... Rodney figured out how to ollie, how oh my to kickflip. Then parks started closing because it was it was the the era of cement parks, concrete parks, pools. Parks started closing. Then people were like, "Well, the streets are the skate park now." And then that's when they figured out how to street skate. I was in that movement a bit, but my roots were steeped in in vertical, yeah, from pools. So i I was always tethered to ramps. Um, but I, but it was like, I said, street skate by default. So I would say like the era of 92, 95, I did my best. I wasn't moving the needle. And then my ankles started giving out. Like they just kept rolling. And so I was just I like, feel like going back you were to my moving, lane. Like, like, I feel like you were keeping up though, because your skate, your oh, street skate it. footage was really, really good. Thank you. Like, thank you. Um, you know, I did what I could, but it was more, I was, I was also just down to get, it was more like I was trying to go on missions with the team. Because we had we had such a tight crew, we had uh, you know Jeremy Klein, Willie Santos, uh, Steve Barra, and, and so and Heath, and so we were just like, I'm getting in, the, I'm driving, we're going to street spot, I'll do what I can. <laughs> Willie too, you know that was those are the, those were those are fun days, man. You had some legends back then too. Yeah. Those dudes took street skating and skating in general to other levels. When you said Willie, you, it, Willie Santos, Willie Santos, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, Heath he was Kurchart. Yeah. Heath, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Dude, well, Heath Jeremy. when he was an amateur. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. He sent me what I 
would consider the heaviest Monster Me tape. That's what that I was going to ask. Ever seen? You're like, what? Well, yeah, I, just show, I showed everyone at the office. You know, we had two employees, yeah. but wow, I showed Jeremy Klein and everyone, and they're just like, "What? That kid's crazy." Yeah, and like, just gnarly slams too, like going on double kink. Uh, locking up on the kink and then just ejecting yes. to his to like scorpion <laughs> that was in the sponsor me video <clears throat> so he was on the team <laughs> you're on the team and yeah. we're putting this video <laughs> I did, out i used i used it in uh our second video birdhouse video i yeah. used a lot of his sponsor me footage wow <laughs> was his sponsor me footage that wasn't when him and Jeremy Klein no. were driving around. And that was that. That okay. came when he was on the team officially and turning pro. And damn. And then he and that Jeremy were video. destroying America. That's what I was oh, going to yeah, ask him. Like, <laughs> you must have got some crazy sponsor me videos. And yeah, Heath Kirchhardt sponsor yep. me video. That alone. Holy shit. Yeah. Let's take a sidestep. Like being on the road, skating tour. Yep. You're on tour. We've we've all been across this country. We know what it's like. We know what's showing up to uh, Bill's skate shop in, yeah. in some place. And you're like, all right, what are we skating? What are we skating? And <laughs> will you give us some money so we can get to the next city? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was but, the worst. But then, of course, all the dudes want to go out that night course, and yeah. hang out. Is there any time period that you remember that you're like, holy crap, I can't believe this happened with, like, it was this team. We're out here, and this happened that you can that you can share because there is. We all have stories that we're like, no, that's in the vault forever. Oh man, <laughs> there, there was one tour where just these these things kept happening where it was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> we we were driving through Canada. We went. I remember we were in Kamloops. Went to go see a movie. Yeah, everyone knew we were in town. Well, whatever the skaters knew we were in town. Of course, they broke into our van, took everything in the van. Oh no! And way. then so everyone that's lost, happened to us before. You know, they yeah. uh, lost their their CDs, their wallets, their whatever. It was all gone. Yeah. And then we we roll into Vancouver, and we roll into the town as a riot is happening. So what? we check into the hotel, <laughs> check in the hotel, and as soon as we check in the hotel, the cops come and block the street, and then we watch a riot from from the hotel room, in the window. No, and we way. can't leave. Yeah. Just stuff like that where it was just like, what is, how are we even part of this scene? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that uh, with, hmm, I had, a, I had a story there. I'll try to think of that. With Oh, I remember one. Okay, so one town, I won't name names, but yep. <clears throat> one town, we, we you know, we're, we're, we're not, our schedule is not defined. Of course. Like, we just have to be, we just have to be at, at certain skate shops on certain days around a certain time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I drive until I just get tired and then we pull over into a city and we were in like Springfield, Missouri or something. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's a convention in town. There were no hotel rooms mm. and there's six of us. Oh damn. There's six of us in the van. Yeah. And so I go, I go to the Hyatt. We cannot afford the Hyatt. You know <laughs> what I mean? Course, yeah. But I go, do you have any rooms? They have, we have one room with the king bed. And I was like, I'll Gotta take it. Take it. Yeah. So six dudes, <laughs> one king bed, and then they go out, right? I was so I pulled I pulled the mattress off the box springs, put it next to it so that I could have the box springs. Yeah. I just knew people were going to be coming in and whatever, you know. Yeah. Barging on the bed. Yep. And then they all go out. They come back. 
one of the dudes brings a girl back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, what is wrong <laughs> that with sound, you? That sounds normal, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she wasn't in danger, but it was just like, what? How? Like, have some tact. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so they sleep in the, like, it's it's just a regular size room. Yeah. They sleep in where the little area is right before the bathroom. Hallway, the so, yeah, kind of the hallway, a kind of hallway yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where you know, if you look this way, there's the clo- <laughs> the so-called closet, and then we have to step over them to go to the bathroom. That's, it was uh, absurd. Jesus, that, I, was, I was like, this, this is like, this is the dumbest. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a, I, I, I do these uh, horror conventions now, and they set, and you go there, they set you up with the room, they give you the per diem, and then you you do signings and stuff, but. I was just recently doing one and I was in the room and it was this nice room. And I'm, and I was thinking like back in my skateboard days, it would be all of us in this room. Like this room would oh, be like in yeah. every crevice of the room, someone would be sleeping or have a chick there or uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's just yeah. how it was, dude. I mean, it was normal. Yeah. It was like, no, <laughs> So I mean, good. we, you know, that's, that, but that's, we had to work with what we had. Yeah. Uh, the, but also all that chaos and all the ridiculousness, like it, it, I look back on it fondly, like for sure it was a struggle financially, but those were some of the best of times. Dude, they, and the, I, I feel like those times, like like having to do that brings you closer together. Like oh, you're learning sure. you everything storm. about yeah. each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Poncho yeah. snores. Yeah. <laughs> It sucks when there's there's some there's some bad seed that gets planted like in on a drive, and then there's two people that are just at odds. Oh yeah, like that is yep. the worst. There was one Definitely dude with us, times. and I'm not gonna mention his name, but like he was infamous for just like coming on tour with a backpack and just a shirt on his back. Yeah. So he would just kind of wash it in the <laughs> sink, you know. Just he kept it light, but he always smelled. So I was like, dude, please, like. No one wanted to share the room with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there's that too. Because everyone, I mean, even on the Bones Brigade days when they had money, we all had to share rooms. <laughs> no, absolutely. That that's I'm sleeping with Sean tonight, or yeah. I call dibs with Danny tonight. Yeah. Like, you're like I was always oh my I was God. In, a, in a room with Tommy because we were like roughly the same age and had the same taste in music, and we both uh, like to party a little bit, and everyone else was just kind of doing their own thing. So Tommy and I were tight. That's awesome. Are you guys still tight? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, you go through periods where you don't see each other at all and you're just right back into. Oh, no, that's correct. Like, that's how I feel too. Like, with friends, like from skateboarding days, like, especially teammates. Like, just picked up where you left off. Yeah, exactly. It's like you never, like, left each other. And Tommy and I lived together for the most part um, in North Hollywood when we shot uh, Gleaming the Cube. I was, oh my God. Oh, dang. I was just recently watching that movie and I was going to ask you about it. You did a, you probably, you did a lot of stunts for a bunch of different movies. Weren't you in like um, uh, Police yeah. Academy 2? Police Academy 4. Oh, okay. I was David Spade's stunt double <laughs> yeah. for a little bit and then at some point they realized that I was too tall yeah. to be a stunt I double. Love, I love <laughs> They sent me home. Yeah. They sent me home quietly <laughs> yeah. and then they sent Chris Miller in my place. No. They're like, so you if you watch the movie... <laughs> David Spade is goofy footed. Um, and then when I'm doing his stunts, I'm goofy footed. And then when Chris Miller's doing the stunts, he's regular footed. Oh my God, I didn't That's even notice. That was Switch Dance back then, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they're like, yeah, we, we got enough footage, Tony. Thanks. See you later. And then Chris calls you. Yeah. Hey, Tony, I'm working on Police Academy 4. You wouldn't believe it, dude. It was, right. more, like, it was more like, yeah, you're going home. Uh, <laughs> 
tomorrow. You're going to go home tomorrow. And I was like, what? what? No, everyone else is going home? Like, no, we're, we still got some stuff to do. And then next thing I know, Chris Miller's there. And I was like, I get it. All right. Yeah. Um, speaking of rooming up with people, uh, when we first started filming for Jackass and we'd go out and shoot like on the road, everybody had to room up with somebody and they always put Preston and I together. Mm. <laughs> and one time... Preston went out and he's like, dude, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the room, man. Like, I got to go. I'm like, all right, see you later, bro. Like, we're all out and having fun. And I come back and he can hear me coming into the room. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he had horrible diarrhea. Oh. And he was throwing up at the same this, time. That's some dysentery. Oh, something. yeah. He was coming out of both ends. And he's like. <laughs> You didn't bring somebody back, did you? And I'm like, no, I'm coming back. So. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than like that than the sharing. What? What have you had? I don't know. Oh, what have I had? Yeah. I would have. I would have straight went and got my own room. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, yeah. okay, this is yours. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. See, <laughs> that would be tactful. Yeah. That would See, be respectful. Yeah, I'd be like, we, my I, own room. I wasn't. In, I wasn't experiencing <laughs> that kind of respect when we were on tour. <laughs> It was bad. What were we going to say, Punch? I said, yeah, there's nothing like like shittier than like sharing a room with someone and they bring back a girl and they're like in the same bed with you. You're like, oh, God. You're hearing like <laughs> licky noises and stuff. <laughs> you're like, and you don't want to turn. You don't want to turn. You're just like. It is. It's just disrespectful yeah. to, to obviously it, the girl, firstly. Yeah. Is and that, everyone else. Is that considered a threesome, though, still? Because you're ah. in the bed. I think it's like a, yeah, but you're not. You're, you're just, not touching. Yeah, you're not. You're just like creeped <laughs> out, dude. Like, was that the word cuckold? Isn't that like that, that's what it was. Wait, wait, what's it called? <laughs> what's it called? You're like a cuckold that's not staring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've had many sponsors. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, yes. and, and yeah. talking even outside of skateboarding yeah. sponsors, what's been your favorite? Like one, and it doesn't even. I mean, obviously, Birdhouse, like you know your brand. Uh, but even outside of Birdhouse, like one that you're like, man, I can't believe this was my sponsor. And what was like, I can't believe I let that be my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> ah, take your pick. Um, no, I, I actually. Uh, I mean, I. It's it's it was tricky to navigate when I started getting bigger endorsements because people were very quick to call sellout and it was like mm. I get your point but you know I have been doing this for most of my life yep with sometimes to a to a great success sometimes not at all yeah and trying to trying to provide for family trying to you know what I mean and it's just like I think I think the probably the the first one that people thought was like uh, mcdonald's like you're the ultimate sellout i was like dude i have been eating mcdonald's my whole life yeah still do okay you know what i yep. mean they want to pay me sign me up yeah like that was to me that was amazing I, kind of one of my favorites wow you know okay. what i mean like yeah. just because it was like this is how how crazy it's gotten yeah that mcdonald's that i can have an endorsement like that and and that, that's on the likes uh, that's Within the same realm of huge uh, other sports, uh, huge sports stars. Yeah. Mainstream sports stars. Totally. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, that was crazy to me. So, I yeah. feel like that was sort of a coming of age. Um, I had, uh, I will tell you, I had the most challenges with Club Med. 
I didn't even know you were with Club was, Med. What is what is Club Med? Club that, Med is a is a vacation um, cruises resort. different things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we, back then it was. Um, well, it was it's it's tricky. Club Med was originally known to be like the singles resort, and uh, it's all inclusive. So you pay you pay to be there, and then everything's included: food, mm, lodging, drinks, got to it. extent all that. And then they were just known for being like the the sort of swinger place. They were rebranding and they were making it like we're a family and, and they were redesigning a bunch of um, of the club meds and they asked me to go to a couple. And so it was like, oh, free vacation. But but the the woman that was in charge was so, she was just so um, aggressive that it got really hard for me. Uh, I can't yeah. like, like she would follow me around. I'm not kidding. Like she'd follow me around X Games with a Club Med sweatshirt. Like, you put this on, put this on, put this on. You're going oh, on camera. And I was like, dude. No, that's not. That, I, yeah. That's not how this works. Let me do it you freelance know what I mean? my way. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll never forget, she, um, uh, I, I did the X Games in 99, was sort of my biggest competition. I did 900 there. I I won the the series um the NSA series that year and I was like that's my that's my out like that was a good kind of ending on a high note for competition yeah so I was like all right I'm I'm done competing like I guess I said it on camera at some point she calls me the next day and she's like we're not sponsoring you anymore I go why well, you're not competing you're not you're not in X Games <laughs> I'm like well yeah but I got other plans I got like I'm gonna do this tour. And videos. I'm still skating. Videos yeah. like you don't have to compete. She's like, "Yeah, but you're not next games. Like it's over." Mm. Wow. <laughs> so I got kicked off Club Med. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of threw yourself off. Anyway, yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay, I was gonna ask, did you ever have to do like they're like, okay, we're gonna send you down to Miami at our Club Med there, and you're, we're gonna put a ramp. I did and, that. Yes. I did and you're gonna do it in Miami. Shut up. I did that. I get, what, you I did a, you did a demo. I did a demo in a Club Med. <laughs> no way. And, but I'll, but I'll tell you how I, how I played it. I, uh, they said, you know, we're going to have a, we have a ramp there because I think they had like an inline school because this okay. is, you know, the days of inline. Like All right. 97, 98-ish. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and so but it was a half pipe. So I was like, yeah, sweet. And then, and then they said, okay, well, you can, uh, you know, bring your whole family. So I brought, I literally brought like my siblings, their kids, my kids. Yes. And then they said, do you have any other pro skaters? you know, that you could bring. And, and my friend used to skate vert, could still skate enough. And I was like, yeah, my friend's a pro for sure. So right. he okay. brought his family. Okay. And then all he had to do was like, couple backside airs. Yeah. And that was it. Couple grind, <laughs> little flash he did, he did like, couple backside airs. Uh, <laughs> I think he did maybe, yeah, like rock and roll. And, and his whole family got whole the family. There were, there was probably like 20 of us. That is on awesome. a full, you know, free ride vacation. So yes, to answer your question, that did happen. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I made that up. Like yeah. I was just like, let me yeah. ask it in a certain way. But then they asked me to do it again. <laughs> I think it was like in Thailand or somewhere else. And, yeah. and I was just like, I can't. And, and that didn't work with my family. Yeah. So I wasn't going to go on a solo Club Med vert <laughs> mission. <laughs> That's insane. No way. <laughs> um. But over the years, yeah, I mean, like it's just it's been it's been wild to to see the rise of skating and and the in the eyes of the of the non skater the legitimization of skating where it's like yeah. this is part of it's part of our culture it's part of 
it's part of the the vernacular of of, of everything now. Yeah, you know, you know what um, I find weird, like not weird, but I, I think it's 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 really cool. Like, I feel like skateboarders, like at least like. I don't want to say that we invented it because it was a word that was already there, but we always said gnarly. That's so gnarly or that's, <laughs> that's so sick. <laughs> and now you like, you hear it everywhere. Everyone, yeah. it's like so normal now. And people don't know that I that was like, like Rad, our shit, Rad, bro. Rad is, has roots in skateboarding, right? Huh? Rad? Rad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course it does. Rad it's, for sure. That's so rad. Yeah, man. The, the funny thing that I am, I'm amazed about these days is, when we all started skating, it was seriously the, the outcast. The worst, the, like, un, most uncool thing you could do. Yeah, and the cops and, like, and, and it even rose all the way to the early 90s where people would be like, you can't even make money doing that. Oh, and yeah. there's, like, videos like Danny Way's, like, I make more money than, you know, to people. And you're like, yeah, like, it's... it's I used it's, to hide my skateboard uh, in the bushes before school in ninth grade. Yeah. Like go uh, school. The, that school I went to in ninth grade was already kind of rough. Yeah, and to be a skater in that environment was like you're you're just double marked. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I would hide my skateboard in the bushes before school, and then I'd go find it after school and skate. And, uh, <laughs> and if people saw me with it, they'd yell "skater fag." But oh, like wow. their words, not mine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I was dealing with in high well, that, school. I mean, that's how they they <clears throat> talked back then too. Oh, like, for I sure. Mean, yeah. That was like normal, and it didn't mean. No, but I mean it was, but it was also more like, you you still skate? Like, haven't you on grown now? Yeah, like grow up, dude. Like yeah. you're 14. <laughs> <laughs> or or was it, it was also <laughs> it also changed when 16 came around and your buddies got a car. Yeah, and they're like, man, I don't really skate anymore much. You're like, why? And they're like, well, I drive everywhere now. And you're like, oh yeah, doesn't mean you have to stop skating. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's been different. But uh, now, with Woodward and different parks and camps and everything, did you ever? Did you go to? Did you ever go to any camps? I did. I went to Visalia. I went to Visalia yeah. in nineteen ninety three. It was sick. Yeah, it was Vi fun, yeah. man. And the pig. I was no, I was there in ninety one. Okay, ninety or ninety one. Yeah, I was yeah. in ninety three. But it was I. I paid to go there. Oh, you like, did too. Like I went yeah. there like as a kid, like, oh, okay. and I had that experience. It was so much fun, man. Yeah, like, that's sick. Like, and and then. Getting to go there again, like when when you're a pro and like yeah. hang out with the kids and skate the skate the the, the place was just well, it was such a surreal thing and and the way we did it we would camp outside we wouldn't be with the and the cabins we we would have tents and stuff you set mean up when when you went as a pro yeah when we yeah, went yeah, as yeah, a pro we it was rad we, it was we actually such stayed a fun in Fresno experience. oh really yeah okay. and then we just drove there every day and, and yeah. skated like fair weathered friends like all right see you guys have fun eating <laughs> we're out Care here food. Yeah. we're gonna go to we're hitting <laughs> Denny's we're going to Denny's for sure we went to Denny's yeah. or if we were living large Olive Garden oh, oh yeah yeah that was remember like that was that was going out fancy we that are was, going out to yeah. dinner fancy dinner at Olive Garden yeah <laughs> Eat all the breadsticks you can, oh, man, because yeah. they'll keep refilling yeah. them. <laughs> put them in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the move! The move we had at Olive Garden was to tell them it was someone's birthday because you get a free cake. Oh yeah, Did, still doing that to the this day at places. <laughs> still at Olive Garden, they, they they come and sing happy birthday to you. Yeah, they they had a mini cake that they would bring to the table that you had to share with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we still do that. We were uh, during uh, Shark Week. Uh, we told everybody, we told the same restaurant 
three nights in a row. It was Dark Shark's birthday. And they literally came out and did it. The third night, they were finally like, all right, guys, we're going to sing the song, but uh, <laughs> we know it's up. Come on. We're not stoked on it. <laughs> it's Dark Shark's birthday again. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's been good. Um, I know you got something else coming up today. We don't want to keep you too much from your time. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. You're good. You got a little time. Um, I do, yes. What was I noticed? I never knew you had tattoos. Oh yeah. Well, I've uh, had I've had. Uh, I've had this one for a long time. Oh uh, okay. The hawk hawk skull. Hawk Night. graphic, and then uh, yeah. <clears throat> I got. This one, like, oh, I don't know, about seven or eight years ago. Okay. So that's Dr. Wu. And then um, this is uh, Ray Underhill. You familiar with Ray Underhill? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he passed. So he passed away, and then his daughter did. This is, Ray signed a skateboard to me um, just before he passed away. He was, he was sick for a long time. And uh, it, it got sun faded because I had it up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to get the signature from it and then um, get a good copy of it. So uh, his daughter, Olivia, did his signature. This is, this is her. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, which is okay. super cool. And then Scott Campbell, who he's a very accomplished um, tattoo artist, he told me, like, if I'm good at anything, I'm good at skulls. So I brought, this is Ray's graphic. Yeah. So that was Ray's top graphic. Dude, mm. that's so Because it has his hat, his ponytail, his necklace. Yeah. So... Yes, there you go. Those are my nice. tattoo stories. <laughs> nice. I got a I got a Bones Brigade tattoo. You do? Yeah, I got a Rodney Mullen was my first. Like after you get the after you do the Veriflex Kmart board. So you, is it the Rodney Mullen with the dog, the mutt? No, I didn't do. I didn't have that board. That mm. I, or or it's the with the crown. That, yeah, I have the crown. Where is and, it? It's uh, right here. It's and it's actually. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like so good. <clears throat> yeah. Ronnie Mullen. He's, dude, he's... He's the man. He's the man. He's the <laughs> Beatles. I tell people, like, who's your favorite skater? It, Ronnie, yeah. of course. He's, he created all this stuff. Yeah. No, and it was crazy. <clears throat> I uh, I was like, okay, you know what? Skating's my life. Like, that's in my first, like, after my Veriflex, Walmart, whatever, back day. What, what, at what age did you start skating? I started skating around nine ten. Yeah, what about you? I started skating around like uh when I was ten years old, yeah. Yeah. Ten years old and my first board was a uh, Christian Hisoy. Ooh, yeah. nice. Rocket what, Hammerhead? Yeah, the hammerhead. <laughs> <Sick. laughs> it's so great. Mine was Ronnie Mullen's freestyle board and a friend had one and I was gonna Did bu- you know it was a freestyle board? Yeah. I you knew did. it was freestyle board and it had street style wheels, so I go, Oh I'm just Street skating because of this board. Did you have risers? No, straight one hundred ones. Wow. Yeah, but uh, one hundred ones. One hundred one. One hundred one indies. Yeah, one hundred one indies. Yeah, like, uh, that's yeah. that's a freestyle. Yeah, indie. and then street style wheels. But I was gonna buy the used one for like sixty bucks, and my dad just gave me a hundred bucks for my birthday, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy a brand new one. And it was my first like legit board that I bought, and I was doing board slides. On a like double sided curb on my freestyle board, that's amazing. Yeah, and I was like, I remember those days like vividly. And that I just was... shows how good you were at the time to be <laughs> riding that setup. Yeah, and doing like 
freestyle boards were not meant to be no. grinded or slid. Yeah, no, right? I was sliding. Yeah. And with no rails either, just <clears throat> wow. sliding on the board. And Is it because of the width? Is that why you got it? Yeah. And it was smaller. Yeah, yeah. that's all what I was the gonna other, say. It's probably other, a normal board for like someone like yeah, us. It was it was because of the size. Because me. even when I, I I became a pro and I was able to like kind of like shape my boards, my boards were always smaller. What about like, what about the minis though? They weren't small enough. Uh, the minis the minis were actually yeah what my pro model would be. Mini okay. A mini board, but then like you know to sell to like the the main yeah, sure. the, the mainstream you had a normal size one yeah. for everyone. Like, but I'm but saying like like, like Pal used to make the minis. I used to ride every mini board Pal okay. had. I rode minis, but uh, they started making those after Rodney's board though. So yeah, I get it. All right. Yeah, yep. but yeah, and uh, mm. but then companies started stop making them, and I'm like, what happened to the minis? You know, because boards were evolving right. and stuff. And uh, it was it was difficult, and I, I always said, if I'm ever gonna, be you know, make my own board, I'm making the mini. I'm uh -huh. bringing the mini back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what is that? How wide is that? No, that's uh, that's eight. That's a normal popsicle stick now. So, that's yeah. sick, hey, when when uh, when you were talking about sponsor me t tapes, um, did Frankie Hill ever send you a sponsor me tape? You guys no, get he it for was the on same Okay, he, he was on oh, Powell. So. Okay. He he actually uh, I don't have his whole backstory, but he lived near <clears throat> San Francisco, uh, Santa Barbara. He was one of my favorite skaters back oh, then. Oh, he, like, he, he was he was the first stuntman. <laughs> yeah, you know? dude, yeah. that part where at the end where it ends with him like yeah, all in that gap with a with a Japan air. I was like, dude, that's still legendary. That's a large where gap, it's like dude. his body is still trying to catch up to his board because <laughs> yeah. it's going so fast. Yeah, like you didn't understand it back then. You're like, what is happening? So he was, he, from what I know, he lived near Santa Barbara, near the Powell factory. Mm. And so he was just always around. And then at some point, someone's like, look at that little kid. Jumping That's one of the things, too, things. though. Like, when you live by a skate park, especially in like, an iconic park like that, you become good really fast. Especially, even yeah. nowadays, you see it with, like, there's a skate park everywhere. Yeah. These kids are really good, quick. Oh, for sure. And, and also, just the company you keep, where if you're... If you're skating with really experienced skaters, your level will just shoot up like that so wow. quickly because you're watching them do it in real time, and it's to them it's easy. And it, it's cool too because even with the skateboard community, one of the things I miss is like <clears throat> we are all so supportive of each other. You know, we all pushed each other yeah. so hard. Like you can do it. You got this. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's the band of misfits. You know, they like that, the band of yeah. misfits. For sure. It's always what it is. It's the Motley Crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's funny, just sitting and thinking about like the early days of Big Brother, how it was all based on <clears throat> you know, sarcasm and kind of mean spirited stuff. But it was a family. Like it was yeah. and it was like we all loved it anyway. It was the Riff Raff family that yeah. beat each other up. <laughs> But still loved each other. Like a dysfunctional family. It was. It was the most, it still is, the most dysfunctional family yeah. that somehow pulls it together. Is that like, where you had some of your first coverage? Yeah, my first, the first coverage That's I ever I had, I had the cover of Big Brother. That's where I first yeah. saw you. Spike Jones yep. came to New York City, and I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, but World just sent, or Big Brother sent him up there, and it was like 30 degrees out and I was like skating in a shirt and we were going to these legendary spots that we skated during the summer. I was from Jersey. So, you know, and 
we met up with Spike and we took him to these spots and we spent the day with them. Had a blast, dude. Yep. And then a few months later, I'm, I'm on the cover of it. And it was just like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> like this, this is real, you know? Like, yep. you, And then that's when I saw that there was another little dude. That's when you were doing the same thing. Rick Did Kossick, you know about him? Nope. Until the magazine came out. So Rick Kosick was doing the same thing with me down here in the South Bay because Mike Smith was flowing me boards. Oh, yeah. And he goes, I called this photographer. We're going to go I'll go out and shoot photos. And we're like, all right. And we went and shot. And Rick goes, I want to shoot photos with you for a day. And we shot photos. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to do an interview of you for Big Brother. <laughs> and then it, we had the combo interview. Oh, together. that's right. Yeah. And he was on the cover. It's uh, so great. Yeah. It's... <laughs> And then, but what's crazy is, and this was a weird part of the skate industry. Because of that, the skate industry kind of put this, like, battle between us. Oh, The media did. Yeah, the media (laughs) of skateboarding did. And we talked later and we're like, it never happened where, like, Eric Costin and Rick Howard had to battle. You know, they're the same. Well, no, yeah. what what it was, it was like every interview I ever got and, and every interview he ever got, yeah. there was always the question, so who's better, you or we, man? You know? Yeah, and so, and, and so yeah. I didn't even know who so, he was, and yeah, it kind of created this rivalry that, like... Wasn't there a, 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 a Brazilian dude around that time, too? There, I don't know. I don't know what the you got, you guys was. got a dude that, that has, like shorter legs and he's fucking he, yeah he's he's that dude is amputated. like on another level of skateboard his, his legs are amputated he uh he's, he got, he's so no, he's the gnarliest dude he got ran over by a train dude. yeah wait what yeah yeah that wasn't like he wasn't born that no, way no he got ran over by a train <clears throat> as a kid on a dare he, he he was dared to to jump onto a train as it was moving and then whatever the the wind shear sucked him under mm. and then all of his friends left damn it left him there without his legs and that is so insane his sister just happened to be coming by because i guess that was on their way home yeah and his sister found him laying there wow so with his legs severed that's gnarly did he skateboard before that and then that happened no he got he uh he got a skateboard for transportation oh they tried to give him they tried to give him um, they tried to give him prosthetics but they were all clunky and terrible and then they gave him some sort of like Almost like a uh, wagon. Dolly. Like a like dolly. a dolly thing, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, this sucks. And then he saw someone skating and asked for a skateboard. And then he got, he's like, oh, this is way better because they can get through doorways and, and everything else. And then one day he was skating by a skate park and he saw people skating. He's like, I didn't even know that's what these are for. I thought these were just to get around. And so then he started going to the skate park and then started getting hurt a lot. And his, his mom was worried, but he just stuck with it. Damn. <clears throat> so when he... Felipe Nunez, you're talking yeah, about, just so yeah. everyone knows. It, when, when, when he skateboards, is there some kind of pads on his legs? Because, no, I mean, it's just, gnarly. He tucks, he tucks his uh, pants over him and just goes. He's <laughs> Dude, I've seen him get so broke off that it's frightening, and he, he just keeps going. <laughs> I feel like nowadays it's so hard. I mean, maybe it was back then, and, and you just weren't thinking about it. I think it's hard to become a pro skateboarder nowadays. Way harder, right? Way, right? Right? yeah. The, the, the such a bigger field, and so much more competition. And how do you stand out unless you're competing? Unless you're a like, little person, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, but even there's some yep. d- little person. His name is Pitar Stewart or something, and he's Dude. from like it, he's like Italian or French. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. He's he's, he's yeah. fucking good, dude. He's still I thought he was from and he skates really fast. Yeah. He's he's great, yeah. but he's not pro. And his right. boards, he has like mini boards. Really? Like I've seen it because I'm like. So this. what what is uh what's he's, your wheelbase? Mine's 14. 14. The board you ride is yeah, 14. My, this yeah. is the actual okay. board I ride. Mine's 14. What was yours? You know, I think mine must have been like 12 or something. Yeah. It was shorter. I needed it to be shorter because there was a point where I was like, I couldn't figure out 360 flips for a, for a long time. I like I st- I started doing 360 flips later on in my career, and the reason that was on is flat my head, or down stuff uh, on flat and down stuff. Uh-huh. But it was I'm like I need I I think it's because my legs are so short. And and so I I got a board made that was like yeah, smaller. That was proportional. And I figured it out. I'm like yeah. this this is it. This is right. it. Like because me doing a 360 flip on a bigger size board is like me doing a three uh, or like someone doing a 360 flip on like a, a skim board. Like it's yeah. just huge, you right. know. So that that made it easier. But like I was always like, damn, I that was one of my favorite tricks. And I'm like, I wish I learned this so long ago. Because <laughs> yeah. people were doing that for a long, a, a long time ago, 360 flips. Simon Woodstock did it on a skim board. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> Simon Woodstock doing it on a skim yeah, board. <laughs> yeah, Simon Woodstock doing it on a skim board is like us you know, doing it. Once or twice, but yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to keep yeah, the wheel I know. moving here. Did Simon Woodstock have grip tape on the skim board? I think so. I think Damn, he did. That's I think pretty he gnarly. made everything into a skateboard. So yeah, at one point, he, he had a bowling ball skateboard. <laughs> yeah fish tank trucks and wheels on a bowling ball yeah <laughs> um do you guys get uh a lot of messages or of, of other people that are like i didn't think i could skate and i saw you and um there was a comedian i went to a comedy show at a skate shop record shop that poncho did and it was skaters doing comedy yeah and a guy was a little bit like a short dude you mm-hmm. know but average and he's like yeah and i'm like and he was kind of like holding off on his comedy. I'm like, hey, how come we're in a skate shop? Every kind of a lot of skaters in here, and the only two pros are midgets. <laughs> and he's like, what? Uh, uh, uh. And then he, he even said, he goes, yeah. You know, being a shorter guy, I didn't think I could do rails and stuff like that. But then you guys came out and you're doing rails and stuff. And he's like, well, I have no excuse now. (laughs) Well, he also said, uh, you compliment. Yeah. He also said, you stumped me. No offense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He did say that. You stopped me. No, stumped me. Like a stump. stump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy. So your, your 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 buddy your your podcast buddy Jason Ellis yeah. have you ever gone and watched his stand up yeah yeah I have yeah I've never watched yeah. it and I really want to I've heard good th- things about it like he he yeah, leaves I it mean, all he, on the he, stage he leaves it all out there yeah and and I've seen it go both ways for him oh really like <laughs> yeah. like both yeah. ways like literally and, and just silent um, or what's that both yeah, ways or just uncomfortable <laughs> you know just like oh I think to be a good stand up comedian you have to bomb you yeah. have to know what that yeah. feels like yeah. We're talking about the Hawk and Ellis show. Yes. Hawk versus Wolf. Yeah. The Hawk, oh, Hawk yeah. versus Wolf. There we go. Yeah, it's not, I knew it wasn't Ellis. I'm like, Why? they don't call it Ellis. Hawk versus Wolf. Nice. Yeah, you guys should come on. I'm I'd down. We do. Yeah. We did in Santa Monica um, when I'm in town. So Okay. We'll How do often it. do you guys shoot a bunch in, in a day? We try to. Just I, we have a studio at my ramp, um, but that's usually just Jason and I kind of shooting the shit on our own. It's hard to get 
like LA celebrity guests to come to Vista, <laughs> you know, to, to you know, the podcast drive. behind the ramp, like, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, the drive, that's a tall order. So I try to come up, um, to the, the studio up here and, and bang out like three or four in a day, but we are going to do it soon with Heath. So if you guys would come on that day, they'd be amazing. All right. Yeah. Let me I know. would love to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm actually, uh, and I don't know when you guys, oh, you guys are releasing this pretty soon. I'm, I'm working on what's going to be my last video. And so like a, been, a documentary? No, like no, no, like video skate part? video, like Full video part. part. Dude, your your People video say part, but yeah. what's a part of? That's true. You know, yeah, <laughs> your video. It's part of the internet. I <laughs> guess. Your documentary was so inspiring. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Man, very inspiring. But you're talking about so I'm working on what will be my last video part because I was I was working on that before I got hurt, and after my injury and after my 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 failed recovery. I just forgot about it. And then now that I'm sort of back to the skating level I was at before I got hurt, I went to revisit what I've shot and I've shot most of it already. Oh, that's great. So now I'm, I'm just adding a few extra things to it. It's probably going to be out in November. Um, and so that's been really cathartic for me because I don't, I don't know what's next. You know what I mean? But, but I like having this closure. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And now, when you say video part, is it because you got Birdhouse is coming out with a video? That just we just say video part. That's what <laughs> it says. Uh, I don't know why we say that. He's just coming out with his own video because punch. because usually, yeah, it's part of a team video. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Right? Like, but, but there's now, video parts, guys. Like right, but, <laughs> in a, in a in a team video, in a team yeah. video. But but nowadays, like you could just have your your oh, own video released on Thrasher. Yeah, but you could do it yourself stuck in that you in that mode. Yourself, like, yeah. what's well, a video part? Yeah. Like, well, yep. so Birdhouse is coming out with a video. No, it's just, oh. Oh, just cool. Birdman's it's coming just out with a video. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Birdhouse to as well. Um, and there are Birdhouse writers that have dropped some parts, yeah. some some videos. Let's just say videos. <laughs> yeah, they have dropped their own videos recently. So I will be dropping my own video here in November. I mean that 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 is still around though. Teams having video parts. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, I remember. It's rare. You think it's changed, like, in a sense of, like, uh, I used to really look forward. Like, I still do. But do you think kids look forward to other, like, pro skaters' parts? Yeah. Like, how they yeah. used to? Yeah, yeah, totally. because yeah. Just because they're seeing so much stuff on social media. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and they're doing it right, too. I mean, like, Thrasher will hold some crazy NBD until the video drops and then put it on the cover. So... They know they understand that synergy and that excitement, and so that that's definitely a thing. So. Do you do you have a favorite street skateboarder, like from back in the day, and then one now? Oh wow, that's tricky. I mean, Gons was. He, oh yeah, he, I was gonna he, say Gons. He wore the crown, and he he influenced me just in my own skating. Yeah. In terms of what to do on vert, like he ripped a vert too. So we would watch him skate vert, like yeah. dude, how, you can twist like that. Like wow. let's do it. That's amazing, um, and. Uh, these days, uh, there's just there's so much talent. I'm, I'm. It's crazy, and I think that crazy. your video game has inspired people to like do, do tricks that like, do yeah, tricks that like combos, you never yeah. like. I remember playing Tony yeah. Hawk and then doing like backside tail slide, back, fakie manual to fakie kip flip, right. and people weren't doing that, but now people now are. Doing, yeah, I've, I've actually gnarly. had a conversation with people where I say, you know, if you look at the era, and, I, and a lot of times I point to Shane O'Neill. Yeah, Shane O'Neill grew up playing TSPS, yeah. and then now he does combos that were only actually possible in our game. And what people don't understand is like, like people that play the video game that aren't skateboarders, 
Those tricks are fucking really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're hard enough doing it with your yeah. thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, that it, I think that I'm just more amazed. And if I had to, you know, one of my favorite street skaters it, it, who um, luckily has, has made a, a great comeback is uh, Ben Rayborn because he really had a unique style, a unique take, and, and could skate transition, but mm. also just his street skating was gnarly. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just, but I'm a fan, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's, I hate the whole apples to oranges of trying to choose who's best. Or oh yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I just, I love all of that. You I'm should just, know that punch. No, but, 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 <laughs> it was but, a you, good but question. you definitely no, I know. I'm just legit, legit favorite, favorite yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my all time favorite street skater is Guy Mariano. There you go. And I'm not saying it, it, it's just, he, he, yeah. he was just always great. His video parts were always on another level yeah. that like people are it's going to take years to get yeah. to that level but i think that's, it, it, that's just me based on that i'd say my favorite street skater and call it what you will is, is my son riley because oh my god Jeez. he at some point when at some point in his skate career or his his journey of skating you know i would teach him stuff and and he would watch videos and things. And then at, at some point he started asking me how to do certain tricks. And I was like, Riley, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he one day he asked me, he goes, yeah, can you, how do I do a, a frontside kickflip to tail slide? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he learned it on a, on a little hubba. Wow. Like over a pyramid. And I was like, well, you learned it. You Does, know what I mean? And um, then watching him progress all that. And he has really like, I, I identify with his sort of unique approach to certain tricks or, or to try to make things creative. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So it's like, I get to watch that and sort of like projection watch it. So it's, it's one of my favorite things. That's awesome that you said Riley Hawk, man. He's, he's great. It's good. Yeah. And like I said, I, I see a lot of my mindset in him. But I'm and I'm just in awe of his skill set for street skating. Is is he the only one of your children that skateboards? They all skate, oh, yeah, really? they're, and they're all good in their own right. Like they all have their strengths. Um, and between my wife and I, we have we have six uh, kids, five boys, all five hardcore skaters. Really, one at one has a skate shop here, West Hollywood. Miles has a um, Sapazi. Miles is rad. I like Miles. Damn, that's pretty cool, um, man. And you were never the like coach style dad which was rad you just you yeah they had i mean skating I, in their blood but they picked it up on their own and absolutely yeah, yeah. I, th rad. I think it was more because they're homie skate yeah but it is funny the dynamic of our household where i'll be they'll all be like in the tv room and the kitchen's right there and i'll be getting something in the kitchen and i hear them arguing about like the origins of a trick <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you guys i, I can tell you right here <laughs> where i got the answers yep. where, and they're just like mm. like <laughs> They want to figure it out yeah. on their own. Yeah, sure, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always cool, like with like with the skaters nowadays or the younger generation. They like, I think they need to watch like a video, like blind video days, or or, yeah. or you know, just the questionable video, like things that like we came up on, because you know it it shows like the history and like the progression, and that's what it's all about, you know, like and and what a what a huge deal some of those tricks and stunts were at the time they still hold up but what how how truly next level they were at that time yeah like it's wild yeah 
Well, cool. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Dude, it was so awesome to have you on the <laughs> it show. It was the yeah. best. Yeah. We'll get uh, you guys on, on, on Hawk versus Wolf. We yeah. will be. It'll be Hawk versus Wolf versus Ponch versus We. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys are going to win. <laughs> uh, we want to thank Def Noodle for having us. Thank you, Def Noodle. The location's lovely. We love thank, this place. Thank Midgies. Oh, thank Midgies, all, of course. And we have a first sponsor. Uh, Nima... Club Med. Oh. <laughs> Club Med? No. no. They wouldn't sponsor us. <laughs> Wish. No, just kidding. Uh, Nima, uh, supplements. I take one a day. They're all natural. That's why I got to come in here and kick butt with these dudes. <laughs> and if you want to get some and get 15% off, go to Nima.com and enter L-I-L, little Rev, and you'll get some. Little Rev. Little Rev. Awesome, thanks, dude. Thanks for coming thanks out, you Tony. Thank you, Tony. It was awesome. It was yeah. You.